0: All right, folks, welcome aboard. We are into the 681st day of slowing the spread. Now, as far as the Joe, Unity, Biden administration goes, we have 1,089 days left to endure. Folks, we have a lot of news that we have to get into today. We have... Stephen Breyer, Breyer, however you want to pronounce it, has not, and I'm not so sure that it, this was 110% his decision. Now, of course, the White House and Jen Psaki, um and Joe Unity, of course, they're all going to say that it was his decision. But I think we have we have some evidence we have to get into here that basically points to the fact that the liberals really, truly wanted him to retire. Why? Because they want um, and I have the picture here in front of me. It's it's a moving truck. It's a van, whatever it is that you want to call it, box truck. And on the side of it, quote, Breyer, retire. It's time for a black woman Supreme Court justice. There's no time to waste. So we'll get into that a little later on. Um, who could potentially... You know, so the front runner for uh, to take Breyer's spot on the Supreme Court is a woman, and I want to make sure that I get the name correct, because I'm telling you now, it's a tough one, to say the least. U.S. Circuit Court Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson. She's the favorite. We have a, a, a short list here of other candidates as well. Um, by the way, I was reading, doing research on her, and 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 don't worry, we'll get into her past and and all throughout history, see if she really was, as Rush Limbaugh used to put it, "down with the struggle." But Barack Hussein, remember, oh, Rush took so much heat for talking about Obama being down for the uh, down with the struggle. I'll tell you something about Katanji. Um, she, she hasn't struggled a day in her life, folks. But anyway, we'll get into that throughout the course. Um, of the program hunter Biden, hunter china biden and everything all of his business dealings in china you know a a lot of the biden um family the business that they've done with china and uh, chinese energy companies um billionaires in china remember hunter biden you know who got billions of dollars after riding on air force two with good old joe unity biden Um, I mean, Peter Schweitzer highlights it. He's got a new book out, uh, a book out, excuse me, it's called Red Handed. Um, So we'll get into that all throughout the course. But anyway, so I want to first bring up this story and I have it here in front of me. It comes to us, it's in the New York Post, originally comes to us from CBS Beantown. Headline here, and there's, I've been looking for adjectives and ways to describe it all night ever since I read it. And it, it actually um, came out yesterday. And the headline here, folks, Boston patient removed from heart transplant list for being unvaccinated. How dare he be unvaccinated? I have no other way to describe this other than pure evil. Now, when it comes to the vaccine and whether you're, pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine, you know, maybe you're vaccinated, um, but you don't believe that it should be mandated because you still believe in freedom. You know, maybe you're unvaccinated because for whatever reason, you know, religious, uh, maybe your doctor recommended that you don't get it uh, because it, it it's bad for your body in whatever way. Maybe you just, you, you want to take the risk, you know, the, you want to um, be in the same category as the 99.9% of people who have gotten covid and have survived covid. You know, I it really doesn't matter to me at all. But when I read things like this, I just think this is pure evil what's happening now. And Joe Unity Biden 11 times, 11 times in his inaugural address promised he was going to bring the country together. He was going to bring unity to this country. As far as the vaccine and the debate, and again, it can't be called a vaccine because if you if a vaccine, the definition of a vaccine is it provides immunity. Well, obviously this shot isn't doing that because even people who are vaccinated are still getting COVID. So it obviously isn't a vaccine. Not by definition, it's not. So it's a COVID shot. Whether you want to get it or not, it doesn't matter to me. I don't think it's anyone's business at all whether you have the vaccine or not. I think at this point in time, we should get on with our lives. You know, the Democratic Party, they sure do love control, being able to tell you what you can and can't do. You know, so when it comes to this vaccine, and this is after we had Joe Unity Biden and Nancy Pelosi, you know, all all saying, well, it's not the role of the government. Jen Saki said the same thing. It's not the role of the federal government to enforce vaccines. And Pelosi said, well, well, we can't do that. Joe Biden says, no, he's not in favor of mandates. He's not going to mandate the vaccine. All as per usual. By the way, I'm you know, I'm surprised here, right? The Democratic Party, Democrats lied to us. It was all a lie. You know, what about Joe Unity Biden promising? Over and over. Well, he promised. Now he says that it's just, oh, I just proposed it, right? Well, he said that he was going to, quote, shut down the virus. Uh, Go back to the October 30th, 2020 tweet. I'm not going to shut down the country. Uh, I'm not going to shut down the economy. No, I'm going to shut down the virus. Well, now, since everything, you know, we have over 800,000 people who are Americans who are dead from covid and when joe was asked about it well joe just smiled and laughed and that was the end of it so when it, when is he going to keep his promise and actually shut down the virus who knows but anyway so my stance on the covid shot has been consistent throughout and i think and it and it's awfully weird because a lot of republicans and conservatives their stance on the vaccine has been well shot has been you know consistent all throughout, notice how it's always conservatives, right? And even don't get me wrong, sometimes there's elected Republicans who are just as bad as hypocrites as the Democrats are, but conservatives for the most part, people that consider themselves conservatives, I think they're the most consistent people in this entire country. The beliefs don't change. What do we want? Lower uh, taxes. We want less federal government involvement in our lives. We want sovereign borders, you know, so, so we can make sure we can vet who's coming into the country. We don't. We're not anti-immigrant. Are we anti-illegal alien immigration? You bet. What's so? What's the problem in that? You know what's so wrong with with people coming into our country legally, the right way? There, there's none at all. You know, even the Democratic Party, even Barack Hussein Obama, Nancy Pelosi. Back in 2012, we're saying that that we need to have borders. Every sovereign nation should. Now they've totally, again, as hypocritical as they possibly can be, changed their stance on it. Look at Charles E. Schumer with the Senate filibuster. Back in 2005, he was saying that it'd be a doomsday for democracy. They want to turn our democracy into a banana Republic. And again, Charles E., we don't live in a true democracy. It's a constitutional republic. You'd think that the uh, Senate majority leader would know that, folks. Anyway, so we'll get into Breyer and Joe Unity and all that to come. But again, I I can't describe this article as anything but pure evil, folks. Let me read this for you here. A 31-year-old father has been removed from the heart transplant list at a Boston hospital because he is refusing to get the COVID vaccine. DJ Ferguson's family says he was first on the list to receive the transplant at Brigham and Women's Hospital, but he is no longer eligible because of his vaccination status. His father, David Ferguson, and his uh said his son who is fighting for his life. As we speak, folks, he's fighting for his life in the hospital and is in desperate need of the transplant, but he doesn't believe in the COVID vaccine. David said, quote, it's kind of against his basic principles. He doesn't believe in it. It's a policy they are enforcing. And so because he won't get the shot, they took him off the list of a heart transplant. Folks, you don't need a COVID vaccine to live. Last time I checked, you need a heart to live. This guy is dying, needs a heart transplant so he can continue and carry on with his life. But because he doesn't want to get the COVID vaccine, well, guess you can't get a heart. Quote, my son has gone to the edge of death to stick to his guns and he's been pushed to the limit. Now, Ferguson has two children, is expecting a third with his partner, Heather. This is according to a GoFundMe page. will bring them in Women's Hospital, which is a Harvard teaching facility. Said research had shown transplant recipients were at a much higher risk of dying from COVID compared to non-transplant patients. A spokesperson told the New York Post, we do everything we can to ensure that a patient who receives a transplanted organ has the greatest chance of survival. So because he doesn't want to get the COVID shot, you can forget about the transplant altogether. You know, even if he gets the transplant and then he still doesn't get the vaccine, and what if he survives it? Oh, then he goes into the category of the 99.9% of people that have gotten COVID and have survived COVID. Um, quote, Our Mass General Brigham healthcare system requires several CDC, we call it the DNCDC, recommended vaccines, including the COVID vaccine and lifestyle behaviors for transplant candidates to create both the best chance for a successful operation and to optimize the patient's survival after transplantation, given that their immune system is drastically suppressed. Quote, patients are not active on the wait list without the vaccine. So how about that? You don't get a you don't get the COVID vaccine at Brigham and Women's Hospital. Well, you need a transplant to live? Uh uh not happening. David, who's DJ's father, says we are aggressively pursuing all options, but we are running out of time. He says, I think my boy is fighting pretty damn courageously, and he has integrity and principles he really believes in, and that makes me respect him all the more. It's his, Oh, and you can't say this. Oh, my God, the libs are going to lose their minds. It's his body. It's his choice. Oh, Now, DJ Ferguson, who's the 31-year-old son who's being refused the heart transplant, even though he was top on the list, Ferguson has been hospitalized since November ever since his lungs started filling with blood and fluid due to a hereditary heart issue. The fundraiser on the uh, GoFundMe page for DJ Ferguson said that his resistance to the vaccine also has to do, now get this, with his fears of heart inflammation which health officials have said in rare cases have been associated with the shots. You know, again, this is what I'm saying. For whatever reason, what I, why I, it doesn't matter why he doesn't want to get the vaccine. He just doesn't want to get it. He's afraid that his heart, it, there's going to be heart inflammation. In DJ's case, the page says, he cannot afford for his heart to swell any more than it already is right now. He is at extremely high risk of sudden death if it does. Quote, we have had many conversations with the doctors hmm, who confirmed that his heart could indeed swell and go into severe crisis, but they can't guarantee anything. And it's a choice we will have to make if he wants to be listed. By the way, both DJ Ferguson and his partner, Heather, Self-employed, they've been unable to work since he was admitted. Now Ferguson. Now, I, I, I mean, as sad as this case is, and I and yeah, I really hope they they change their policy. I really I hope that this guy, you know, this 31-year-old father who's dying and needs a heart transplant just because he refuses to get the COVID vaccine, they just leave him there to die. I mean, are you are you kidding me? You know, how, again, there's no other way to describe it. Wildly inhumane, disgusting, disgraceful. I think the best way to put it is this is pure evil. And DJ Ferguson, he isn't the first patient to be denied a transplant. In Colorado, Liliani, I'm pretty sure it's how it's pronounced, Liliani Lutali, she was removed from the kidney transplant list in October because she and her donor, haven't gotten the vaccine. UC Health, which operates hospitals and urgent cares throughout Colorado, said the COVID vaccine was one of several measures patients needed to take, to give the organ the best chance of not being rejected. Um, On top of that, Ohio, Mike Gannon was this guy's name. He's been vaccinated against COVID. He was denied a kidney transplant in October as well. Because his doctor hadn't, or uh, excuse me, his donor hadn't received her shot. Quote, the donor, who's uh, Sue George, is her name, told WKYC in Ohio, I don't want to get the vaccine. I've got reasons medical, religious, and also freedom. And folks, I mean, this is the point that I continue to make. Whatever reason, why, if you don't want to get the vaccine, why are they, why does the federal government, why do all the libs, why do all the Democrats want to mandate something going into your body? You know, it, how can you say my body, my choice, and then be on the side that says you have to put this shot into your body? You know, even Fauci now, he's out there recommending that what, p- uh, kids that are four years old, get both vaccines. If it's Pfizer and Moderna, get both shots, Johnson and Johnson, you know, just the one shot there. And then you gotta get the booster as well. I mean, what are you gonna get? Booster after booster after booster. I mean, to me, nothing truly has been consistent from not only the federal government, but Dr. Anthony Fauci, the D.N.C.D.C. nothing has been consistent with these people. And I think a lot of the American people, if, if, if masks are still a thing, right? In the UK, you know, you see countries like the UK, I think Denmark as well, European countries, they're totally done with masks. They're done with social, well, Boris Johnson is the UK prime minister. He's partying it up and that got him into big trouble over the UK. He says, you know what? I'm going to hurt politically because of this. So guess what? I'm going to say no more masks, no more COVID restrictions and everyone is good to go. Wow. Magically like that. I think that if the Democrats sense that they're in trouble, and make no mistake, this announcement here about Breyer, which we're going to get into in a second here, is a complete and utter concession by the Democratic Party. They see that things aren't going well for Joe Unity and his party. So wow, now all of a sudden Breyer decides it's time for him to step down, that he has to retire. While the Democrats still have control of the Senate because remember Supreme Court justice goes through the advice and consent uh, nominated by the president then the advice and consent of the Senate they confirm or reject the nominee you know oh and by the way I mean the Democrats are going to need everyone they're gonna need uh cinema and they're gonna need mansion as well so you know we'll see how it um plays out but you know it, this this story here folks it's just completely. Completely disgusting, pure evil going on in Bingtown. Um, and by the way, our prayers, you know, our thoughts are with the family, the Ferguson family, and I. And I, I truly do hope that DJ Ferguson does get a heart transplant and can continue um, his life. Very sad situation there. Like I said, pure evil. Anyway, all right. So, Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer to retire. The Supreme Court justice will retire at the end of the high court's current term, setting the stage for President Biden to replace him with another liberal jurist. This is according to reports earlier today. Breyer, who is 83 years old, my God, time to hang him up, pal, is the oldest member of the Supreme Court and has been under increasing pressure from liberal Democrats to step down in recent months. Now, like I said, in uh, the picture that I'm referring to, Jennifer Benderi, uh senior politics reporter for the Huffington Post, president, this is her Twitter box biography, by the way, president of Washington Press Club Foundation, mama, and she's got the, uh, the rainbow flag indicating to everyone that she's probably gay. She needs to say that. Um, says here, here's a photo of demand justices billboard truck outside of Union Station like I said says Breyer retire it's time for a black woman Supreme Court justice there's no time to waste they say now remember Joe Unity Biden during the Democratic debates was saying that um he was going to nominate a black woman whoa oh hold on hold on hold on Joe said, quote, this was, by the way, February 25th, 2020. I'm looking forward, man. Come on, man. What are you, a junkie? To make it, obviously he didn't say that. To making sure there's a black woman on the Supreme Court. To make sure we, in fact, get every representation, he says. So, according to Joe Biden... The only reason the next nominee that he puts forward on the Supreme Court is because she is black and a woman. Boom, there's your qualification. That's it. And this came out of Joe Unity Biden's mouth. So the only reason, and um, I'll give you the short list here. U.S. Circuit Court Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson. U.S. District Court Judge J. Michelle Childs. And California, ah, the USS, the United Socialist State, Supreme Court Justice Leandra Kruger are the early front runners to replace Justice Breyer. Um, Now, Jackson, who um, was a Washington, D.C. federal judge until Biden tapped her to replace Merrick Garland, now the U.S. Attorney General, on the District um, of Columbia Court of Appeals. That court there often serves as a stepping stone to the Supreme Court. Brown's confirmation in June was widely seen as a sign she would be um tapped as President Biden's uh th- to be on President Biden's shortlist for any vacancies on the high court. Jen Psaki was asked today if he still plans on nominating a black woman. She says, "Quote, he certainly stands by that." So with that being said, folks, the only criteria in Joe Biden's head For you to be on the United States Supreme Court is you need to be black and you need to be a woman. He did the same exact thing when it came to picking his feet. Well, it's going to be a woman, he said. So folks, I want to ask something here. How is that not racist and sexist? I mean, honestly, so anyone else who's qualified to be on the Supreme Court? No, 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 you can't do that. You're not black and you're not a woman. How is that not just considered racist? Let me tell you something, right? Oh, what about Brett Kavanaugh, right? What if Donald Trump said, well, you know what? I'm going to nominate a white male. Oh, a, a Christian white male on top of that. Oh my God. The media would have lost their minds. Liberals would have been going crazy. But because Joe Biden says it's, it's, it's going to be a black woman. That's just fine. That's not considered racist. Jonathan Turley, um, it was a uh, uh, Twitter box biography. Um, I've seen him on Fox News from time to time. Uh, 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 Shapiro, chair of public interest law at George Washington University, criminal defense attorney and legal um, uh, uh, analyst, whatever you want to say, tweeted this earlier today. Jen Psaki just reaffirmed that the president will only consider a black woman for the next nomination, a threshold gender and race condition that the court itself has found unconstitutional for schools and unlawful for private businesses. So what I want to know is why is it okay now for Joe to be saying, yep, she's gonna be black and she's gonna be a woman. And let me tell you something here. Because the media is already painting it. Um, I saw on propaganda news CNN. John King was interviewing. Uh, a black. I'm not sure if she's a, a an attorney or something. Pretty sure she's CNN propaganda news legal analyst. Um, and she was. He was. Uh, John King was saying, "Well, what's it gonna be like to have a person who looks like you on the Supreme Court, right?" As a, and they always paint this this image, right? The Democrats and then the propagandists in the media. That, you know, that minorities have it so bad in this country and that it, it's America that's so, fo- well, what are they, the phrase they use? Systemically racist, right? So with Joe saying, I'm going to nominate a black woman who. Well, they just think it's the greatest thing ever going. They love it. So let me tell you something here. because And this is how they see it. They see it as though, well, she struggled throughout her whole entire life. Now now she's risen to top. You know, they were talking about uh, the wise Latina when it came to Sonia Sotomayor on the Supreme Court. You see how well that's going. But if, if, if the nominee is indeed Ketanji Brown-Jackson, I want to go through her life and see if she really was down with the struggle. Born in Washington, D.C. Okay, raised in Miami. Jackson attended, let's see, Harvard University. Whoa, okay, all right, so she attended Harvard, right? Where she there served as an editor on the Harvard Law Review. Um. Uh, before, well, I want to say, I want to get to um, her life before. So she was born September 14th, 1970 in Washington, D.C. Her father, Johnny Brown, was a lawyer. Oh, how about that? Her, fa- her mother, Ellery, was a school principal. So this is a woman born in Washington, D.C., with a lawyer as a father, a school principal as a mother, then after high school, um, in Florida, where she attended um, Miami Palmetto Senior High, where she was a national orator champion. Then here she goes studying government at Harvard University. After she went to Harvard, she spent a, um, a year as a staff reporter and researcher for Time Magazine. Then attended Harvard Law School, where, again, she was the editor. Graduated in 1996 with a Juris Dr. Cum laude. After law school, Jackson served as a law clerk um, for Judge Patty B. Sarris on the U.S. District um, Court for the District of Massachusetts. Then Judge uh, Bruce Selya, U.S. Court of Appeals for the First Circuit. She even clerked for Justice, you guessed it, Stephen Breyer, the U.S. Supreme Court. So you want to tell me here, folks, that this woman here struggled That she's she's down with the struggle? Not at all. This woman is the definition of privilege. And she's related to Paul Ryan. Paul Rhino Ryan. Are you kidding me? You know, if I I needed to oppose her nomination, if I needed any more fuel to oppose her nomination, you got it right then and there. So this woman here, she hasn't struggled in her entire life. You know, she... This is the definition of privilege. And I think that it's going to be fair game for any conservatives, any Republicans, especially on the Senate Judiciary Committee, to ask her, do you feel as if Joe Biden has only nominated you because you're black and a woman? You know, any accomplishments that she has, has, has accomplished before, it doesn't really matter because Joe is only picking her because she is black and a woman. And folks, that's not, those aren't my words. Those are Joe Unity Biden's words. So folks, anytime you hear about Ketanji, Jackson, bro, the only reason she's going into the Supreme Court, not because of her accomplishments, according to Joe, but because she is black and a woman. And that's it. Um, Joe Unity today, who was having a meeting with CEOs at the White House says, and I'm gonna read it word for word, quote, get ready, here we go. When I went to Dearborn, driving that, uh, you know, uh, was up there, uh, I don't know, man. That's literally what he said. I mean, that's li- word for word what Joe said. When I was up, there, I went to Dearborn, driving that, uh, you, uh, uh was up there. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, man. He said, I, you know, it's like. And we're supposed to believe that this guy is competent, that this guy cognitively is still there, that he's got it. It's all there upstairs. Uh-uh. I don't think so, folks. And by the way, uh new poll out today. So, you know, here we are. We got Russia and Ukraine going on with Russian troops at the border. Uh, we have 8,500 American troops who are put on a, a, a heightened uh, alert, heightened preparedness. When it comes to Joe, though, Here's the uh, headline here, and this is in The Hill um, the other day. Majority of voters say Biden is unable to handle issues with Russia and China as well. A majority of voters in a new poll say Biden is unable to handle growing issues with Russia and China. As tensions rise, 54% of registered voters in the latest Harvard Caps Harris poll which was released exclusively to the Hill, said Biden is not able to handle difficult international issues like defending Ukraine from the Russians and protecting Taiwan from China. Those 46% of people that said he is capable, I have no idea what they're thinking. You get a headline um, today, Blinken, Anthony Blinken, the um, uh, Secretary of State, Blinken announces U.S. has delivered written responses to Russia over the Ukraine crisis. There you go. So now Vladimir Putin has to be shaking. Now Vladimir Putin has to be afraid, right? Because here you go, Uh, 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 Mr. President, this is from the USA. Putin's probably rip the thing up. Blinken says the U.S. response to Russia sets out a serious diplomatic path forward should Russia choose it, he says. The response delivered in person to the russian ministry of foreign affairs by u.s ambassador to russia john sullivan the written document is intended to address concerns moscow has publicly released and to outline areas where the u.s has said it sees potential for progress with russia arms control transparency and stability the top u.s diplomat told reporters. I mean, what do you think Putin's going to say about this? You know, Putin's going to say, listen, I don't really care about this. I see that Joe Biden's weak. I see that this administration is weak. If he wants to take Ukraine right now, he feels empowered. He feels emboldened. If, you know, if if, if Putin wants to attack Ukraine, there's, I mean, I, the way I'm looking at it, there's a reason that Putin, or that Putin put his troops on the board, he wouldn't have done it for no reason. I mean, what you, what is it supposed to be a, a, a show of strength, and that's it? And then he goes back home, you know. And the only reason that Putin gets hyped up so much is because of the Democratic Party, because of our mainstream media. You know, they need to find a. They act as if Vlad, uh, Vladimir Putin is this super evil guy. And don't get me wrong, he's a murderous dictator. I mean, I get that, he's, but he's not as powerful. I should say as the media and the Democratic Party make him out to be. The guy's economy, terrible. If we produced oil here, which we have, California, Texas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, all, all states that have oil, we wouldn't need anything to do with Vladimir Putin. And by the way, where's our allies here? You know, is it, is it only going to be us? You know, we, we already control what we do. You know, what NATO's going to do, whatever we tell them to do, but NATO didn't act. In 2014, and thanks to the leadership of Barack Hussein in 2014, when Putin decided to take Crimea, NATO did nothing about it. Barack Hussein did nothing. He just allowed it to happen. By the way, Joe Biden, Joe Unity was VP at the time. So now Joe's got the reins himself. So what's Joe going to do about Vladimir Putin and Russia? Oh, he delivered written responses today. Blinken saying the ball is now in Russia's court. Does that make you feel confident, folks? Obviously, more than half of the American people don't feel confident in Joe Unity Biden negotiating on the U.S.'s behalf. Um, So that's just in Russia. When it comes to China, Joe and Hunter Biden are so far compromised, it's ridiculous. I warned in the buildup to the election, I said it repeatedly on this show, if Biden wins, We bow to China. That's exactly what we've been doing since Joe Unity was inaugurated. In fact, it even goes back further than that because Hunter Biden has made so much money off of Joe Unity Biden and China. It is beyond ridiculous. Headline here, Hunter Biden's ties to Chinese businessmen super chairman they got someone in China called a super chairman my god it's a a Peter Schweitzer who has this book says it should draw scrutiny um the new book red-handed how American elites get rich helping China win Peter Schweitzer's new book um he outlines here first son Hunter Biden reportedly had such a strong relationship with a President Xi Jinping-regime-linked Chinese businessman that he dubbed him the super cha- <laughs> The super chairman. I Are you kidding me? Um, citing his book, Schweitzer, um, it did an interview with uh, Fox News on Sunday. Schweitzer said the Biden family benefited from Chinese figures to the tune of tens of millions of dollars. In recent decades, you know, this just basically confirms the reporting that we had right before the election of the New York Post that the Twitter box decided, oh, this is going to hurt Joe Unity. We better censor this. That's exactly what they did. Quote, I think there's no question. We spent more than a year investigating Red Handed, his book, and one of the most startling things we uncovered is the simple fact that the Biden family, while Joe Unity was vice president of the United States and continuing when he became president, received, excuse me, this is Hunter Biden, received some $31 million dollars from Chinese individuals who are linked to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. One of those key figures is investor Shea Feng, chair of Chinese firm Ever Union Capital. Schweitzer said Hunter Biden, in the Hunter Biden emails, refers to him as the super chairman. That's his nickname for him. Quote, and Hunter said in one email, I don't believe in the lottery anymore, but I believe in the super chairman. He said the partner was the head of something that called the number eight bureau. Says so it doesn't get any higher than that. These are sort of the sorts of individuals that were striking deals with Hunter Biden. I mean, and by the way, this uh, Shea Fung, the super chairman, described as a sketchy businessman. Uh, whose business partner at the time was the vice minister for state security in Beijing. Quote, so there's no question in my mind that the Bidens were targeted by the Chinese. He says, and for the life of me, this is unprecedented. I don't know of a time in American history where the American first family has had this kind of a financial bond with a foreign intelligence service, particularly a foreign intelligence service that wants to defeat the United States in global competition. Quote, $31 million pour into the Biden family and Joe doesn't know anything about it. Joe's repeatedly, by the way, said I had nothing to do with my son's Business dealings, right? And again and again and again, and we know it's a total and complete lie. And for some reason, the media refuses to call him on it. Fox News's Peter is the only one who's ever asked Joe a question, you know. And 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 other times, and I'll give some of them credit, you know. More local reporters have asked him, and and he, and he gets furious. He gets angry about it. Schweitzer says Biden, he's the head of the Biden clan. So how Joe wouldn't know? About $31 million going through Hunter Biden, going into the Biden family, through this Chinese energy, uh, or excuse me, Chinese um, firm, Ever Union Capital, and Che Fung, and the super chairman, folks, it's just, it, it's just another lie from Joe Unity Biden. And on top of that, I think this reporting in this book by Peter Schweitzer totally indicates that Joe Biden is compromised by China. Joe Biden is looking out for Chinese interests. Why? So he can fatten his own wallet. Hunter Biden, on top of that, I mean, at thirty-one dollars. Imagine how much crack that Hunter Biden could buy. He wouldn't have to snort Parmesan cheese, thinking that it's cracker or cocaine. I mean, and 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 Hunter Biden, my God, I mean, he is the big one of the biggest scumbags. In this entire country. You know a guy that. that Think about this right. Here's your brother Bo Biden who dies. And what does Hunter do? Starts getting with his dead brother's wife. I mean you know. I What a scumbag. He, that's the best way I can describe it. It really is. Um, and and again you know anytime you hear. I had nothing to do with Hunter's financial. Deal. He's such a liar. He really is. Um also, we <laughs> have this story today as well. So here's what happened. Neil Young, you know who that is? Yeah, me neither. I guess he used to be um um a rock, uh, rockin, a rock and roller. So he told Spotify. And by the way, it, it, Joe Rogan, right? Joe Rogan, like the guy with the podcast. He's he has like people. He's had Bernie Sanders on there. He's had um. Alex Jones, you know, Alex Jones, they, everyone hates Alex Jones for some reason, um, you know, given the stuff that he's done before. By the way, I don't condone his behavior, but you know, I would say a lot of people say, well, Alex Jones is on the far right of conservatism, right? And they got Bernie Sanders. So uh, Joe Rogan has had everyone you know, on the entire political spectrum on his show. And for some reason, because he's had um uh Dr. Robert Malona, you know, who's who's big, a gay he's an anti-vaccine guy. Oh my god, Joe Rogan's spreading misinformation. Not only Neil Young, the surgeon general as well is trying to how do I say cancel Joe Rogan. But listen, <laughs> this really backfired on Neil Young. Neil Young demanded Spotify choose between him or Joe Rogan, he says. He says they can have Rogan or Young, not both. He says, I'm doing this because Spotify is spreading fake information about vaccine, potentially causing death to those who believe the disinformation being spread by them, he said. Now, you got to keep in mind something here. Joe Rogan has a $100 million deal with Spotify, folks. Who do you think Spotify chose? Spotify, announcing today, is removing Neil Young's music after the legendary rock singer gave the streaming service the ultimatum. I mean, what, if you're Neil Young, right, why don't you just go on Joe Rogan's show if you think he's spreading so much disinformation? Same thing. I have the same suggestion for the U.S. Surgeon General. This is today in the blaze. Quote, the U.S. Surgeon General wants Joe Rogan censored. Um, Surgeon, the Surgeon General Vivek Murthy was on yesterday and MSDNC with Mika Brzezinski, and she says this. What do you think are the best ways to push back on misinformation about COVID that continues to be aggressively pushed, whether it be by Joe Rogan's podcast or all over the Facebook? Murthy says, we can have the best science available, We can have the best public health expertise available. It won't help because if people, if they don't have access to accurate information, people have the right to make their own decisions, but they also have the right to have accurate information to make that decision with. He says, social media, so see what he's doing here. When he talks about social media companies having an important role to play. They, um, uh, predominant places where we're seeing misinformation spread, he says, this is not just about what the government can do. This is about companies and individuals recognizing the only way we get past misinformation, by the way, misinformation only means something that the democratic party and big tech companies like the Twitter box or Facebook or the Instagram that they don't agree with at all. So he says, we're well, the only way to get past it. We are, if we are, we gotta be careful about what we say and use the power that we have to limit the spread of misinformation. By the way, I think there was a letter out about Joe Rogan too, like 250 doctors, so-called doctors signed. We found out that a lot of them weren't even doctors. You know, I would say I have the same advice for the U.S. Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy, or Neil Young. Instead of censoring Joe Rogan, why don't you just go on his show? If you think he's so wrong, if you think he's spreading such misinformation, go on his show. And tell him that he is. Tell him right to his face. But they don't have the courage to. Because what are they, folks? You bet cowards. Just like the Democratic Party. Just like liberals. Anyone who disagrees with liberals and the Democratic Party, they can't argue with you. Oh no. They're not gonna go on your show. <laughs> far far be it from that. But they need to censor you. They need to be they need to be confirmed as if they were right. I mean, it's just—it's just so disgusting, folks. Like I say, you know, you dis—conservatives. They, we love debates. You know, we love the free thinking. We love new ideas. But when it comes to the Democratic Party and the liberals, no, no, no. There is only one way. And if you don't believe what they believe, folks, good luck. God bless you. Then, then you spread misinformation. Then you must be a racist Republican, dirty, nasty conservative. Anyway, folks, I always say, you know, I always wake up and I think, oh, my God, you know what? It is a good day, not only to be an American, but it is a good day to be a conservative. Imagine how the libs wake up. Oh, I hate this. Oh, I can't believe I wake up. I can't believe I got to go to this racist, this systemically racist country, America. I don't see them leaving it, though, folks. Anyway, folks, we have, we have entered the 600, well, we're almost done with it now, the 681st day of slowing the spread. Folks, we have. 1,089 days left to endure of the Biden regime.